Hello there, and welcome to the Holy Awkward Silence podcast, where we talk about how we partner with God to grow in our faith. My name's Jeremy, and in this episode, we continue to work our way through the Gospel of Mark. Today, we're looking at Mark chapter 3, verses 13 through 19. Turn with me as I read. Jesus went up on a mountainside and called to him those he wanted, and they came to him. He appointed twelve that they might be with him, and that he might send them out to preach and to have authority to drive out demons. These are the twelve he appointed, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter, James, son of Zebedee and his brother John. To them he gave the name Boanerges, which means sons of thunder, Andrew, Philip, Bartholomew, Matthew, Thomas, James, son of Alphaeus, Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. Mark changes scenery when he moves us from the seashore area of Capernaum to the mountains. Jesus summons those whom he wanted to be with him. He appoints the twelve to be with him and to send them out to do ministry. The first thing I want to highlight is the phrase, that they might be with him. It speaks to the power and value of community. Community was important to Jesus, and it should be to us as well. Jesus knew that in order for his church to eventually spread, he would have to invest in community, in disciples that he could build relationships with, train, and could send out to do ministry. The second thing I want to highlight is that the community didn't gather simply for community's sake. There was a reason they were gathered. Jesus didn't bring the disciples together so that they could hang out all the time, have a laugh, or make each other feel better. Those, though, those were certainly reasons um, that they did gather. There was more to it than that. He had a mission for them. They were going to do ministry. They were gathered to be together, but they were also gathered to be sent. This speaks to something that I think that churches have been struggling with over the years. Many churches seem to struggle with two extremes and don't tend to strike a good balance between community building and being on mission. Churches tend to be better at one over the other. The church that tends to build strong community will potentially lean towards being more inwardly focused. Many of the programs in this kind of church will revolve around those who are already in it, to the exclusion of those who are outside the walls. It becomes difficult for outsiders to break into that kind of church because the community is developed in such a way that if you think, act, or believe differently, you'll never be able to break in. On the flip side of this, the churches that focus primarily on mission tend to be great at outreach, but may have a little bit more shallow community. They're less interested in the lives of the people around them than they are in the lives of the people who they're trying to reach. They show favor to those who they're reaching out to instead of those, instead of those who they're serving uh, with right beside them. Jesus reminds us of the need for both community and to be on mission. Both of those 
are essential to a healthy church. We desperately need one another in the body of Christ. And we need to be on mission together because so many people are in desperate need of love and of Jesus. The disciples were asked to do the very things that Jesus had done to this point in Mark. And this is what it means to be a disciple. They will go out and preach and have authority and cast out demons. Things we've seen Jesus do several times in this gospel and things that the disciples have seen Jesus do several times as well. This has a profound impact on what it means to follow Jesus. If the disciple is to do the very thing his teacher did, then what does that mean for how they are to live their lives? The disciples don't know it yet, but Jesus is on a collision course with death. If the master or teacher marches to his death for the sake of others, might it not be possible that the followers might lose their lives in the process of living out what they were taught? What does that mean for how the disciples were to live their lives? What does that mean for how we as disciples are to live our lives? Discipleship isn't easy. Following Jesus comes at a cost. Jesus himself said that his followers need to count the cost of discipleship and to be aware of what following after him really means. Discipleship is a life full of love and joy, but it's also full of sacrifice and potential heartbreak. It could even be dangerous. That's what it means to follow Jesus. Will you answer the call? Will you follow where he leads, wherever it might take you? Thanks for listening to the Holy Awkward Silence podcast. Until next time, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. I'd like to send a big thank you to all the listeners of the Holy Awkward Silence podcast. You've all been a tremendous blessing as I've gotten encouraging words from you about the podcast. If you're interested in helping to support the podcast, here are a couple of different ways that you can do that. Number one, you can help support us financially. Your support helps to support the time, energy, and resources needed to make the podcast go. You can give financially by going to anchor.fm backslash holy awkward silence. At the top of the page, you will see a button that says support. Click it, and it will allow you to set up monthly contributions. The second way you can help is to share the podcast with your friends. Word of mouth is a great way to help out the podcast grow. You can do so easily by clicking the share button and inviting others to listen to the podcast on your social media feeds. And third, you can help us out by praying. Pray that people will find the podcast, will listen, and will grow in their faith. Thanks so much for listening, and don't forget to help out the Holy Awkward Silence podcast in whatever way you can.